Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Scott Jones. Hello, Victor Lucas. See, that's me trying to do your voice can right you, back at you. Just can like you, can a, you do it's it? like an audible mirror. Come on. Yeah, we've been together for what fifty-five years now. You should be able to know my how I sound. This do, is a special it. episode today because it's I'll blossom. It's it's episode one. Yeah. Of, of season, season two. two. Yeah, are we calling it season two now? Okay, sure. Just it's we, up to you. Arbitrarily, in the middle of June, we've decided, that, or the end of June, we're when starting... When do we usually start new seasons? Never in June, but that's, what's make, that's what makes us cool. We're different than but everybody the, else. The, like the new TV seasons, they start, the pilots air in September. In September, or if, you're, if you've got zombies, you have to start in Halloween. Right. Um, and then they go through like March. It's like April's and... That's okay. We'll start season two in June. Fuck it. We're different than everyone. That's right. Fuck it. I hope you enjoyed episode 50, part A and part B. Yeah. We had our good friends, uh, Neil Druckmann. Yes. And uh, Bruce Seeley. I forget his last name. Oh, we're awful. He's going to hate us. (laughs) We're Uh, two assholes. We know him him as Neil Bruce Straley. Yeah, okay. There you go. We know them as Neil and Bruce. Neil and Bruce. I'm sure they don't know our last names. The Bearded Wonders. Right. Over at Naughty Dog, and, and then we also shit, offer. Are they wonders and wonderful people? And and they created a, a, a you know the eighth wonder of the world with that video game. That, so uh, nice of them. I got a tweet from a guy today that said, "Hey, you guys were wrong with your score on The Last of Us. Yeah. It wasn't ten out of ten. It was an eleven. Such a meaningful game. Like it really." has made a difference in the industry you know and i we called it last year when we came away from the demos at t3 2012 we knew how awesome it was going to be but well we didn't know that i, I did i didn't know that i i knew it because i went to the I demo, judgment i went to the same demo twice and got some hands-on time and could feel that this was totally unique and uh, uh you know a precious achievement for this business and i think that's what's resonating right now is people well, are just discovering it and they're talking about it. And it's amazing to read tweets about The Last of Us. What know? is resonating is how starved for entertainment gamers are. Well, There's I don't think it's just that. out there for them to that. enjoy. I, I don't know about that. What else? Deadpool? Uh, what I've are been, they going to play? Well, we're playing Deadpool. We're playing the Wario in game. We're playing Luigi U. I'll tell you what I've been digging, and I can't keep my, uh, my paws off of. Kingdom our- Rush Frontiers. Uh, well, that for iOS for sure, that but I just fun. I just discovered Gunpoint. Right, everybody's talking about this thing. I downloaded it on Steam. It's ten bucks. It's made by an ex PC uh, gamer writer. He he got um, this game making software and basically in his free time built this thing over three years and released it. And uh, the pre orders. Uh, were enough to let him quit his job as a journalist, and now he's a game maker full time. And it's a really smart, savvy game. It doesn't really feature any mechanics or systems that we haven't seen implemented in games before, but it just does it in a smart way. Uh, it's that sort of retro pixel kind of graphic thing. I know that this is going to come to Mac, and I know it's going to come to iOS eventually, uh, but right now you can only play it on the PC. But holy crap, it's fun, and it really has hit home how many little indie gems there are out there. And, and one of them, we, we just played on, on uh, Ouya. We're going to re- be reviewing that pretty soon. It's uh, Towerfall. Well, you're calling it an indie gem already. Well, I mean, it is... You're tipping your hand. Well, a lot of people are saying that. It's not just me saying that right here. I mean, it, the, the buzz around I, it is I don't agree with a lot of people. I know you don't. But uh, it's really interesting how 
a lot of these smaller budgeted games can suck so much of your time. Kingdom Rush Frontiers is a perfect example, you know? This isn't the biggest studio in the world, but here's a game that we just can't put down. But I think that when I'm saying gamers are starved, we're starved for these AAA, big budget, this is a 15 to 17 hour single player experience, plus there's multiplayer. Have you played a lot of multiplayer? I haven't played much multiplayer. No, because we had to move on to the other, and Steve and Roger. I have no desire to play multiplayer in The Last of Us. I do. I mean, I want to play that game again. I want to go through. I I would play it a second time in the single player before I played multiplayer. I I want to soak into that game big time again the whole thing but uh when are you going to do that you got a family not, well, the, you're running the, a company well, here. You I got mean, two the thing shows is, is we're reviewing a lot of stuff and we have to move on that's you know woe is me but we have to move on to the other stuff that we're reviewing uh but that is I, I think you're right i think that we need a uh a reaction from the games industry to have a post last of us uh discussion about the the software that they're bringing now you know and deadpool is uh I, I mean, it's almost ironic that that's the next game in my PlayStation 3, you know, that I'm playing. You know, it's really, well, like, it's, I popped out Last of Us and threw Deadpool in. It's more and, emblematic of yeah, where we are because you can tell that they didn't give High Moon a lot of money. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of dough to make this thing. And, you know, however you feel about the character of Deadpool, it's not the best video game never no. made no. and i mean especially in a year when we've had we've had so many good uh, beat em ups slashers, already yeah, yeah, we, yeah i mean like dmc devil may cry still i still go back year. to that i know this has been that year isn't it i mean look, yeah, that and metal gear Revengeance, Rising. yeah, yeah. The, i mean those are games that are tight 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 and tight, tight. Is coming out this year or is it early next year i don't know i think it's early can't, next year. can't be soon enough it's as the far hack as I'm and slash concerned. year though man it's really crazy that that's where the business is going but i, I you know i think the last of us needs to be an inspiration to people that are working and crafting big AAA now. I mean, they need I to think care. It is. I, I mean, in the same way that Bioshock resonated for yes, years yes. after 2007, continues to resonate. Right. I mean, we're, I think this is a game that, that game makers everywhere are going to emulate for a long time. They're going to borrow from liberally. Right, right. Well, certainly we saw that with Uncharted. That has influence all over the damn place. And we saw that with Batman Arkham Asylum. But I think what The Last of Us... Jesus, and we're going to be spending another podcast talking about The Last of Us, but that's how no, good we're the not. game we're, is. we're going to move on in a second. All right, but I think what The Last of Us really teaches developers and players is that it doesn't need to be balls out, you know, let's shoot all the time, let's, let's blast away. There's really, you know, significant moments of silence and stillness in this game that are very powerful, and we need a little more of that in these triple A's, man. Well, remember when we were playing Bioshock Infinite, all we wanted to talk about and all we wanted to really go back to was Dishonored. Exactly. Because Bioshock Infinite was a game, you know... It was too noisy. We were running through it yeah. at, at top speed, just yeah. shooting the shit out of everyone, everyone and everything. But you, you go back to Dishonored. You go back to those quiet moments. And those are the best moments for me in video games. Those are the best moments I've had in the last five years when you're just quiet and still and observing the world around you. And that's exactly what you're doing in The Last of Us. Well, and you know what? To its credit, uh, you know, Gunpoint has maybe a one one thousandth of the budget, but it has elements of that as well. It's got a stillness and a patience. It's a stealthy... Uh, action type game that's 2D it's very simple but you it's also literate and you're you're thinking as well as doing some twitch type stuff you know and I think that's we need that in games a little more we need to stop and savor and slow down and and really engage all of the the senses as as best we can you know I I can't you know wait for 
Oculus Rift to fa- or some kind of VR thing to factor into this equation. You're never well. going to put the Oculus Rift well, on. You're too delicate about your hair. Yeah, if it fucks up my hair, I'm not going to be it's doing gonna that. It's going to fuck I'm up your hair. It will be a post-day thing after I've shot, taken my makeup off. Listen to me. I sound like such a <laughs> metro dude. You sound dude. like Norma Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm looking forward to being totally enveloped in something like that. But not just to go around and shoot everything. I want, I want to feel like I'm exploring a world of, of, uh, of meaning, you know? Exploring a world of meaning. We should make a video <clears throat> game called Exploring... A world of meaning. Yes. Yeah. So yes. let's work on that. And listen, it's it's it is the beginning of uh, of season two. One, one new feature I'd like to introduce on the show is, and you've already started it. Yeah. Is we'll talk about what we're reviewing this week. Deadpool. We went over already. Towerfall for the Ouya. That's fifteen bucks. Yeah. Uh, these that are is, these are all reviews that are going to appear on the show yes, on EP Daily and on reviews right on the now, run yeah. soon. Game and Wario, the new game for the Wii U. Yeah. Which. I enjoyed a lot. I don't yeah. want to give away too much of. Hey, what do you What are you thinking of uh, Ouya now? I mean, we've reviewed it. It's going to be on the show. You're probably watching or have watched that review already. Are you asking listeners what they think of it? Or you no, what do me? you think? I mean, it's you've well, had a little more time. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like what we looked at, which we shot a couple of weeks ago. It's not exactly the same anymore. It's been there's more stuff now. What do you think? I uh, I don't think there's enough stuff. I don't yeah. think we've we've reached a saturation point or, or a tipping point with with the Ouya to to merit even the hundred dollar uh, entry point. I just I just worry that it's just more shit. That yeah. it's more stuff in my house well, that I don't need. I don't I don't know why I need it at this point. I, I need I need someone to make a case. I need to see something I that I can do it. on it that that I can't do anywhere else. That I enjoy more than I enjoy doing it elsewhere. I have and I haven't found it. that yet. What, what's your case? Well, Go ahead. I'm it, very hit, skeptical. it hit me yesterday. Go ahead. Because everything's available to try for free. All right. So there is a lot of garbage on there that you're not going to want to pay for. Okay. And the ones that you will want to pay for are few and far between. Okay. Uh, but this trial taste thing lets you jump into game mechanics after game mechanics after game mechanics and genre after genre. It's not unlike the same experience that we're jumping into with the Wario and game thing. And then when I thought about Nintendo Land, that's a $60 game. That's like more than half the price of this whole console. And it has you know, a collection of little mini games, and some are really well done and some aren't. Uh, and they don't want to call them mini games, but pretty much for all intents and purposes there are, they are. The Ouya is kind of like that. It's kind of like, here's your mini game console, and you know, sooner or later someone's going to come and develop something that's going to be uh, a little more, more robust than a lot of the stuff that's available to it. I, you know, when I put it in in, in that framework, and it, and it is it, hundred bucks is nothing to sneeze at, but I think you actually get quite a bit of stuff for that hundred bucks. I think a hundred bucks is nice if you are going to use it. If it's something that, yeah. that is actually going to get some play time in your home, I just well, I'll tell I have you, so many things pulling at my attention, and I totally, think a lot yeah. of consumers out there are the same way. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, I like my Netflix. I have my consoles already. I got my Vita, which has like a half inch of dust on it. I have so many things that are yes, already we asking. Are. We are crowded by. Stuff. I know we are, and I, and I and I know that we're kind of the exception. We we lead charmed lives, uh, but I know, I think a lot of consumers, even if you're poor, I think for the most part, people have a lot of stuff pulling on their attention. Dude, right if now. you have a smartphone, you've got a lot of stuff pulling at your attention. And here's the thing, right? You know, we haven't really spent a lot of time talking about uh, what Apple announced with uh, iOS 7, but, you know, they're already sending out uh, diagrams of what potential controllers will look like for iPhone and potentially 
uh, Apple TV, if they unlock Apple TV as a separate little console and you have a controller hooked up to it, yep. that is crazy. I mean, that's the Ouya killer right there. You know, that's going to be... <laughs> I don't think it would take too much to kill the Ouya. I, well, I think that would, that's a console killer well, outright. it's also a console threat, for sure. I mean, it's going to be uh, the same types of experiences that we're, we're seeing on, on uh, Ouya right now for the most part, but iOS is becoming such a a pull for developers. I mean, look at XCOM Enemy Unknown is on there right now. The, the almost identical experience and KOTOR is on there and more and more stuff's coming on there. Imagine if we're able to play that stuff affordably on a device connected to the television set, whether it's our iPads or whatever, and we have decent controllers, uh, you know, and they've opened the, uh, the, the protocol. So people at every Mad Cats and Logitech, anybody that is in the controller business is going to be developing controllers for iOS 7 this year we're going to get some incredible stuff let me stuff. tell you something my friend I don't yeah. want to play on the TV anymore so I did something weird I'm actually in the middle of a move right now I don't want yeah. to go into it but I had to I disconnected my Wii U and I had to reconnect it so I could play a couple of games this week yeah so what I did is I reconnected it in my little office area yeah and I set up the Wii U touchpad on my desk. And you just played it off of there? And I play everything off of there. And so I just leave it on well, all the Nintendo time. Nintendo was onto something, weren't And they? this is the first time yeah. that I really kind of, you know, I don't, I didn't want to go. I did, for some reason, it feels like such a commitment to sit in front of my I know. TV. I know, and, I know what and, you're saying. But just to like have that on my desk and to beep through a couple of levels of, of new uh, Super Luigi U or whatever wow. the thing is called, like that is pleasurable for me and so being able to take these things and put them on the tv screen I, i'm discounting a little bit i don't want to do it as much as i used to it feels like i'm giving too much of my life and of myself well, away well, when you play by a game that. like last of us you well, want that you every to, time right, right? But, but you want Rush that every Frontiers, time and you don't get that every time you, you don't, don't want that every i mean time. you want that commitment from the game as well right if you're going to give that game 15 or more hours you want the game to stack up to that amount of commitment as well you want that relationship to be fruitful yes and when you play a game that that raises the bar as efficiently and effectively as that title just did everything else it's changed our business is different our business there is a, a pre last of us era and now there's a post last of us era and if the console developer wants to uh keep us entertained i mean think about it people are gonna be able to walk around with a portable bluetooth controller and their ipad that they can sit up on a stand and get that console-like experience in any room, in any place they ever want to, you know? And it is gonna really, like if we're gonna wanna get lost in these massive titles on the, on the TV set, on these consoles that are gonna cost us more money and the, and the games themselves are gonna cost us more money, they've gotta be reaching farther. They've really gotta hit some high marks, you know? And if Naughty Dog can do it and, and uh, uh, Arcane can do it, and, and if uh, you know Ken Levine and his, and his team can do it, Rational, uh, other studios have got to do it as well. You know, we've really got to get you know more exciting, more elaborate, more intensive, more mature, uh, more satisfying console games. And I, I really hope that that's what's going to be ushered into with the with this next generation. To make those things requires dough. Well, it requires dough, but it also requires commitment. It requires that the people that are building them, and I've really been thinking about this a lot too, like the business is so structured on public companies investing in art. And, uh, you know, obviously these things are businesses, but there needs to be an aspiration for more than that. There needs to be an aspiration to really come out with something that, that is going to have a profound impact on the industry in general. There needs to be a desire to put something into the world that's going to matter. 
You know, it can't just be a cyclical, you know, checkbox of, okay, we've got this product out in this cycle and, and our investors are going to make this return. It can't just be that. And, and especially in this delicate transitional new cycle, you know, especially with all of the noise and all of the options that, that consumers have out there. If people want us to be playing these console games or huge PC games, these AAA budget things, they've got to matter. They've got to be more than just you know, X brand 2014. But you X know what? We're, we're, we're always, you know, blaming the industry for the shortcomings. But mm -hmm. the, the other thing is, I, I, I can, you know, I probably, I can count on both hands and I'd probably have to take off my shoes and count on my feet as well. The number of times we have asked people to go out and support something. Right. And then we still watch these games flounder and fade. Yeah. And people, like if you guys aren't there, if not enough people go out and support The Last of Us, Oh, then you're sending a message. It's going to be huge. I know, but that's what I'm just using it as an example. You have to go out and you have yes. to vote for these things right. with your wallet. You have to support these companies that are that are taking some artistic you're right. leaps of faith. You're because right. un unless we do that, we're not going to get more of these things. We're gonna we're gonna keep getting the same short end of the stick, and it's got know, a little man. bit of poop on it. I don't know. I I, I feel like. Um What's happening is that the tools that independent developers have to make games are becoming more powerful and more accessible. And they, with every smaller type game that they release, they are learning more to be prepared for their next release. I think there's going to be a middle point meeting. And I think that's what uh, you know, Sony is really trying to kind of usher in with the PlayStation 4. They're going to want to offer the horsepower of that console um, to... Uh, these tiers of developers that are at different skill sets so that the middle ground investment may not be from the traditional game publishers. It may come from uh, people that have success. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Provinciano's next title is more robust and has a, has a richer 3D engine, you know, and he takes some more sort of technical uh, risks with the game and it doesn't sort of do all of the work by himself. Uh, and I think that story sort of filters around to other independent developers out there so that it's less about, you know, Namco or Sega or, uh, you know, Sony or whatever spending on these these double A titles or single A type titles. Uh, and it's, it's more in the hands of developers wanting to tell something and do something differently because they have the ability to self-publish and get that work out there now. So, I, you know, I, I think... I think consumer demand will still be available for those things. They're going to come out at a smaller price point than 60 bucks. I think 60 bucks, if that's the price that these big AAAs are going to stay at, is going to mean quality. And it's going to have to mean quality. Or it's going to die. All right. Well, we'll see how things play yeah. out. I don't know how, like, Deadpool got funded and made, and, and maybe, you know, High Moon didn't have the budget that they had, but, I, like, honestly, when you look at the business decision around that, why would that game cost 60 bucks, you know? Well, I was surprised. I actually checked the price point this morning. 60 bucks for this damn thing. I mean, that's a lot of dough. I mean, that same 60 bucks can pick you, uh, you can pick up The Last of Us, mm -hmm. you know? That's yeah. a lot Get of dough. Get about 12 hustlers for that 12 much. 12 hustlers, yeah, totally. Six packs of bologna. Yeah. So, listen. Yo. I got a little story I want to tell you. I went to see The Man of Steel. I, I told you a little bit about this story before. Yep. yep. Uh, and uh, I bought the AVX pre-purchased. You can choose your own seats online and everything. Yeah. 
And I show up a little bit early because that's what I do. I like to get there early and get settled in. And I like to suss out the theater and see what kind of assholes are sitting near me. Yeah. Uh, see if there's any jerks. I need to know if they're there or not. So I went and, and I paid extra for these seats and I sat down. And as soon as you sit down in the theater now, uh, and this is bringing me to a new feature in season two of Vic's Basement. That okay. is Scott's Rant. And right. How is that different from any other thing? Well, that you it say? has a name now. Okay, I guess in the past okay. we didn't right. actually have a name for it. Do we need like trumpet sounds or something? And the waka waka sound. Okay, yeah. it's time for Scott's rant, everybody. So I sit down, and as soon as I sit down, I start seeing some. You know, they have those puzzles, like guess who this star is on screen. But between the puzzles, yes. They have uh, little commercials here and there. Yeah. Some of them are subtle. Some of them are not very subtle. Some of them are entertaining. Some of them are shit that just sent your eyeballs on fire. Yeah. So finally, the, the lights kind of go down. People are finding their seats. Everybody's getting ready. The and movie then is supposed the real commercials start. Then the real fucking commercials yeah. start. It's a 110 start for Man of Steel. I went yeah. to see it at Silver City out yeah. at the Metroplex or whatever the place, Metropolis. Yeah. 110 is when the movie's supposed to start. They didn't even show the first movie trailer, which is what you used to watch yeah, before right? you would see a movie. You'd see just like a series of five or six trailers. When did the movie start? The well, movie when did the trailer start? The trailers started at 125. Oh my God. You were watching your, you were looking at your watch the whole time on this I, stuff? I sat through at least 45 minutes, minutes of commercials, and that was a, I don't want to say any of the people because fuck them. Yeah. One was for mascara. Right. One was for a tiny car that you can buy right that was driven like a skateboard one of them had an animal there's always one with animals and cell phones yeah like the cute animals yeah yeah and i just you can't blame the companies because they they know what they're buying but it is it is duplicitous it's, it's i yeah. think but the, you know i know that it's expensive to make movies yeah I don't have, I don't want to sit through 45 fucking minutes of commercials. You cannot hold people hostage and beat them about the neck and shoulders with advertising for pop soft drinks, for like all of this shit. I cannot believe. Yeah. I, I, and it's getting yeah. worse all the time yeah. and nobody is saying anything. We just sit there and we take it and we pay more and more for movie tickets every time we go to the theater. It's Listen, totally... I would pay $3 more yeah. not to have to be subjected to this bullshit. I never see, I watch Netflix, so I don't usually have to sit through commercials i don't watch network tv yeah uh, even though i should to support our show yeah uh, I'm, uh, this is a bit hypocritical but i don't understand why there needs to be you know one or two commercials is fine three or four okay you're pushing it but 20 minutes straight of commercial yeah. after yeah, commercial before another, we get to the fucking trailers i don't know if there's another form of entertainment that is that heinous with the amount of uh, advertising that they throw at you well, and you have no choice in the matter there's no way there's to no turn choice. the channel and and that is precisely why they're doing it i know we talk about this all the time we luckily enough we see enough screenings for the reviews that we do that the movie just starts as soon as it goes dark or maybe the the studio see one or two trailers yeah throws yeah. a trailer i'm okay with a trailer like i think trailers are fine yeah i mean that's that gets you excited to to uh, watch the next round you're of happy to be at the movies part of it. Yeah, yeah. totally that's the experience of it but you're right man I, you know especially if the i mean there's no excuse for the amount of advertising but if the ads aren't any different than stuff that you would see on tv then why the hell do we have to suffer through this if there's no creative spark or, or tie into the theatrical experience then why do we have to suffer through all of this and stuff? i think that the, the 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 relationship is the bigger the movie and this was opening weekend for man of steel yeah. the more they're going to cram in before the right. fucking movie starts yes. and you know what 
I, it put me in such a bad mood. That's not why the, I didn't enjoy the movie more. Yeah. But this is this happens every time. It happened. I went to see. Uh, I went to see. Uh, this is the end. The yeah. Seth Rogen movie over the weekend, and the same thing. The same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. Just commercial after commercial after commercial. It's just like you know. And I have this policy. I enjoy eating popcorn. Sometimes you join me when we popcorn. We eat popcorn at the yeah. movies. I, I I can't start eating the popcorn until the movie starts. So that's the other thing. I'm sitting there for 20 Your minutes popcorn's getting with cold. this beautiful bag of popcorn in front of me, just glistening in the in in the, the little shimmering in the light, and, the darkness. And you feel compelled to rush out of the theater and buy mascara as soon as the movie is over. It's I'm garbage. fucking sick of it, I, and I yeah. don't know what we can do about it. I don't, you know, I wish I wish well, I was one of those people that could walk into the theater when what? the opening credits were running, but I can't do that. I just yeah. am not built that way. I need my seat. I need to like, I need to see where I'm going to be, and I need to pick it out. I need to get there early. Well, the, I mean, but I don't want to sit through this bullshit. Can I pay $3 more to not have to sit through these fucking commercials? I'd pay $20 well, for a movie I'll, ticket. I'll tell you what's happening. People are not going to the theaters like they used to. I mean, yeah. people are aware of this. They're aware of the, the high ticket prices. They're aware of, uh, you know, noisy, belligerent uh, other patrons. Texters, how many people do we see and, texting? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really an unfortunate thing. I mean, next week, why don't we talk about the airline industry and how much they make it suck for people to travel? <laughs> no, that's I'm not doing that. I, you know what? I, I, I don't mind going through airport security. I know it's awful and people get felt oh, up and stuff like that. And I know it's difficult. It's not even that. Well, look, we'll save that rant for yeah, let, let me just Let me just, let's just stay with the movie thing. Okay. The, going to the movies sucks. And you know what, movie industry, you need to find a way to make yes. it awesome again or else yeah. you're going to, you're fucking yourselves and, yeah, I think by doing people, this to people. I think people would pay more man I mean you look I would at, pay more I look at that Austin theater that uh, you've been to that Austin theater as well I forget the I've name I've never of it. been to Austin oh, it's, it's incredible where they have uh, you can buy they have food in the theater and they have they have uh, uh, you, you, they'll serve drinks and, and food and stuff and they make it a real experience if they see you with a phone uh, during the movie you're kicked out instantly no matter it. what you're is out. it the Paramount uh, no it's uh, I forget the name of it uh, Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool always has events there I've been there for a couple of things and I've just loved it it's such a great theater and I wish they would do that but they charge they charge a little bit more That's for the okay. experience but it's like a night out man it's a real deal and I I, I wish you know Cineplex is the big uh, movie company in Canada here and I wish that they would just uh, is it Galaxy I, I, no, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop shouting names. But I wish they would just go for you know a whole you know escapism kind of vibe and let people pay yeah, more. Yeah, like transport to have that us to another out. place. Totally. Take us somewhere. Don't fucking don't make don't fucking yeah. don't take this huge gigantic entertainment which is about seeing these projected images that are larger than life and shrinking it down to this making it's it so small cynical. and miserly and oh, here's a here's soda pop and it's let's so watch cynical. this fucking commercial. Fuck you. It's just one I'm giant stroke corporation out. after another giant corporation. After an, and it, it just feels so like we're just being, uh, I, I don't know, it's like Big Brother is talking to us or something. You know, it's, it's like disgusting. City 17 all over again. Can't do this. I know. You cannot do this to people. You cannot do this. Stand up, yeah, people. Yeah. Vote, stay home. All right. Stay home and do something else. Okay, right, listen, we got a little uh, bit of, 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 of listener mail. You, you want to go through it real okay, quick? Okay, sure. Go for it. Uh, okay, here's the first uh, thing. This, this is a tough one. This is from okay. Misa Janira. She says, you guys pay lip service to the inclusion of female reviewers. Yep. You see where this one's going. Right. But you report back from E3 and you present a wall of guys. 
it's not cool, especially in light of the discussions that you have taken place this past year, uh, you know, regarding the virulent hostility towards women in the gaming community as well. You showed several clips of the division, a trailer that I thought was quite, quite deliberate in including a female player. Right. And you couldn't manage to get Megan's voice in the show. I don't know who Megan is. Who's Megan? I'm not sure. But you had time uh, for Steve to make comments about sexy ladies and to do some slow motion goofy shit. She's Victor, I've been watching your show for years. I find that I'm not and have never been particularly out of the usual. If I'm a gamer, and I am, and watching your show, you can bet many, many other women are too. We have a lot of women on the show. We need more. I know we need more, we but need guess more, what? This is, the, this is the reality. I'm just going to say it. It's hard to find women to do this job. It's challenging. It's not easy. Well... We, to find women, I mean, there are more now than there have ever been before at any other point in history. I but mean, it's, I, it's very challenging to find women who, one, want to do this job, and two, are good at doing this job. Well, I mean, part of it is, is that we, don't, we have a finite amount of slots available for the people that are in front of the camera, and we, just don't, we don't have a budget that we can just keep hiring and rehiring and trying out and testing people. So the way that we've hired people in our programming has been, uh, I have seen self-starters and people that are doing it already, and I've seen that they are going to be a part of the team. That's how Marissa got on the show. Absolutely. She was doing her own show. We would, right. we would see her at Fan Expo. Yep. She was busy in her own world, and we would always say, hey, that girl, she's good at what she does. I Look mean, we, we just don't have the, the budget to like train people or, or handhold people. People need to be disciplined and self-starters and, and ready to do this. And uh, Marissa's uh, been amazing. She's been a fantastic part She's of great, our team. Yeah. And so is Miri. Uh, and Brianna may end up on Reviews on the Run at some point in the future. But, uh, you know, I would welcome the idea of bringing more female voices into I all agree. of our programming. I love it. I love women. I love women that, that are into I love this women material. Too. I love them. A and uh, I completely agree with, um, you know, the idea of, you know, the subjugation of, of women in games and and we need to tell different stories. Women need to be making video games. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think that a lot of changes have to happen. And uh, we're getting to it. What's that sound? I think the plumbing is, I think your mother just think, flushed the toilet. I think the man club is coming to get me right now. <laughs> you need to talk about more bro games, dude. Dude, we need more bros dude, on the show. We need more bros. Dude, we girls need, don't know about games. Uh, no, but uh, I mean, it's, it's fantastic feedback. We didn't have... Marissa on the show, I guess she would have been the most logical thing, purely based on budgetary reasons. But and, it, was, it was she was also in her own trajectory. She, she wasn't looking at games at the show. Either. Yeah, she, she was. She wasn't really. She was doing stuff. She had her own in, thing. in our partnership with Best Buy when we were down there. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're still growing. We're still learning, and we're totally open to this thing evolving and changing and putting. Uh, female faces and female voices and recommend people tell us who you'd like to see on the show we're always open yeah, to that. Uh, yeah open to that idea for sure if there are female reviewers out there that you are incredibly impressed by um or let if, me know or I mean, if that's, you're a re reviewer that that is part of the criteria though is that you, you know i'm not going to be hiring people that aren't already doing this somewhere you know right. that aren't already getting their feet wet either covering the business uh, or have some kind of voice in media on their own because that's the way our team operates. Everybody at Greedy Productions, everybody on all of our shows is multidisciplined, multi-talented, uh, respectful of each other's uh, contributions to all of this stuff. And there are there's no time or room for prima donnas or people that have star-like uh, you know, attitudes around this stuff. I'm not just hiring people to be in front of the camera. They have to be doing this already and want to be a part of this team. So if you've got ideas and suggestions that way, 
um, by all means, let me know. But then also be aware that, that we have a pretty incredible team of people right now, male and female. Uh, and I, we, we don't have slots that go on forever, you know, that we just don't have openings and, and uh, uh, you know, job positions that I can just keep playing musical chairs with. But great comment. Great but, you feedback. know, also, it's it's also it's we're we're moving and we're changing and we're evolving as a medium yes. as well. You know, if you look at the press conferences from totally from Sony great and from point. Microsoft. Yeah. There are women on stage, but they're still, they don't dominate. Yeah. And that might change. You know, I hope it does change. I hope that one day we go to a press conference at E3 and it's 90% women on stage and 10% dudes. But yeah. right now we still have that ratio. One out of every 10 people who takes the stage at a press conference is a woman. That's just a, that's just the way it is right now. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. Before there used to be zero. There's huge amounts of progress. Yeah. There's you, you you know you, you go to E3 and I'll there's I'll you what I have no respect for and I don't what? mean I, I don't want to turn this into a rant, but I really oh. can't stand when it's uh, it's sexy time girl on you know talking about video yeah. games. Yeah. I think that era is kind of over. Well, with I, the batting I mean, of the eyelashes. Send out ridiculous, you know, casting call lists, you know, would be great if she also plays games kind of thing and right. I, like game girl type thing it just drives me crazy like, you know like the idea of hiring a porn star to read tech news or gaming news which i know some people have done before that just that just makes me make so, your blood boil look how angry you're getting I, it just is so you're wrong. gonna start turning over our, furniture you know the people that watch our content and that consume this entertainment or, and you know are uh, you know, awesome enough to support our podcast and stuff like that. You, you're all way smarter than we are, you know, and you're really, really tuned in to everything that's going on there. And the last thing I've ever wanted to do in my whole career is insult you or embarrass you or put people in front of the camera that don't deserve to be, uh, you know, like we've worked really hard to be respectful, you know. And, and I and we've got a long way to go. You know, we're still on that road. There's also a lowest common denominator. There's something so disparaging and derogatory to say, well, people, you know, people will watch our gaming content if we have a porn star uh, talking about it. Like and, 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 you know, we've we've come so far from the days when you could get a job in this industry. Maybe 10 years ago you could you know, by licking a, a PSP or something, you know, though the, that era is over now. Now yeah. we need, we need people who are, who are smart and articulate and confident and people who are adults, yeah. you know, n not kids with boob jobs and whatever, you know, things that we, they used to be able to get away with in this medium. You can't get away with anymore. Well, and also, frankly, if you're going to be a commenter, we spot phonies too. We all, we, people can see right through this. Totally. Shit. And if you're going to be commenting or talking or interviewing or, or reviewing this material, uh, you got to want to be here, you know, you got to want to be a lifer because this is not really about um, fame. It's not really about wealth. It's it's not really about, y y you know, like you really got to want to do it, you know, and I feel yeah. like people just look at this stuff sometimes as the, like a great gig. And there are so few great gigs in this space that if you're going to find one, you got to really want it. And you got to really work hard to do it, you know. And uh, you know, look, I, I keep my eyes open. You know, I've been in this business a long time and going to a lot of events and seeing a lot of journalists. And, and it's interesting to to see the uh, you know the, the group of people that have been doing this for as long as I have. You know, um, and I want 
I want there to be a, a big chunk of people that stick with this thing and don't disappear. And not that there's anything wrong with having to make career choices and choices for your family and, and uh, just, you know, tough decisions about leaving it. And, and, you know, I understand jobs disappearing and all that stuff. But um, I will say this to any women that are listening or that, that want that career out there. It is absolutely in your power to start putting stuff on YouTube putting yourself in front of the camera, becoming incredibly um, comfortable with the way that you communicate around this stuff and to show people what you can do and what uh, you would mean integrating into their work or starting your own. You know, it's absolutely available to anybody out there. And I encourage everyone that anybody that's listening to this stuff, if they want that kind of a position or they think that they're better suited to review this material or, or better suited to, uh, to uh, you know, be covering this content, do it. There's nothing to hold you back. I'm the gonna... barrier to entry when I started was very, very expensive. It was really tough. And the, the amount the of The camera was like a million dollars. Yeah, back and then. the channels to be able to you know, reach people were minuscule. But now that, that doesn't exist. If you are good... You know, you've got to keep getting better, but you've also got to keep letting people know and, and people will eventually find you. So I'm going to do my imitation of a woman uh, who, you know, who could do TV 10 years ago. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Gaming with Cindy. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about Tetris. Yeah. And uh, let's... Let's uh, listen. I, it's so hey tough guys. to talk about this stuff because people. I mean, some of these folks found an audience for that, and some people had some success with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. it just wasn't for me. I you, just never wanted guys. to make that stuff. And you know, like when I hired Jade Raymond, Jade was really concerned about that. You know, and Jade's a very good-looking person. We all know that. And uh, but it wasn't. I can cast good-looking people, no problem. Yeah, Finding good-looking people... Look at me, man. Very easy to do. Look at Ben Silverman. I wanted to hire Jade and Julie and Zoe and Kelly and, you know, Nazanin. Like the people that have been a part of the, the programming that we've created, they've got a lot more going on than just their beauty, you know? They bring a yeah. lot of passion and intelligence and... and uh, I'm just proud of them as people, even Evangeline Lilly. I mean, she was amazing on our shows, so much better than the tongue-in-cheek role that we had, and it was really tongue-in-cheek. We wanted to have an attractive female kind of showing off the, the, uh, the hardware that we were talking about, and it was, it was so overtly, I was making fun of the silliness that existed. Well, we used to have the games. hardware girl, yeah. which got replaced with once in a while with the hardware guy. Yes. But we would always turn a fan on. You got, I mean, this was all you. This was, yeah. it predated me. Uh, you guys would always turn a fan on and, and have was, her blowing her hair. And it was meant to be as it, kind it of a, a satire. It was a poke in the eye the, at this whole stupidity. And hey, I felt so guys. embarrassed talking to, to Evangeline when she came into audition for that because she was so smart, so smart and savvy and. Uh, you know, ready for prime time. And I was actually in the process of auditioning her to be in a, 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 one of our uh, on-camera hosts uh, when I found out that she had gone union, which we're not, we're a non-union shop, and, and uh, I thought she had gotten some cool commercial. And then I'm on a flight back from uh, New York and I opened a Newsweek magazine and there's a full page ad with Evangeline Lilly as, as one of the stars of this new TV show called Lost, which I huh, that'll my never, mind. That show will never take off. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, all of these people that we've hired, they, they're not just pretty faces. You know, not even Scott Jones. 
They're not, you know, everybody. Well, sometimes I just, I'm quiet and I just stand there and I just let the camera take it in. We do need to have more fans in the studio, like blowing when we're shooting reviews. Doing what? Fans? Shows. Like, oh, fan. Yeah. Fan. Oh, I thought you meant like fan people. We do need more fans. Blowing well. on How us? How do we get those? Maybe fans we need blowing to, on uh, us. Maybe we need to be game guys. You're making it creepy at the end here. Listen, we've got a couple of movie screenings lined up. We've already seen The Lone Ranger. We can't talk about it. Our no. review is going to air soon on the show and yeah, reviews on the road on EP Daily. And we also uh, we're going to see Despicable Me 2 tonight. We enjoyed yep. the first one. And uh, coming up soon, Grown Ups 2. Victor Shut Lucas. Up. Yep, you know, we're strapping no you in. No way. We're going to clockwork orange your eyes open. I think Miri and Ben need to experience the Adam Sandler uh, sequel. We'll see. <laughs> so listen, uh, we got a lot of fun things planned for season two of yeah. Vic's Basement. Please keep your awesome questions coming. Yes. And please, 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 please. subscribe to the podcast. Please. We're starting to kind of track those numbers. We, uh, we actually hit, uh, as one of uh, iTunes' favorite things that's made in Canada, we were on the front page of iTunes in, in, well, in Canada. This which, started out as a total lark. We just did it one yeah. day, and now we're 51 episodes into what will be a long, hopefully a long-standing enterprise. Yeah, we actually we love doing this, and we, we want to grow it. We've it's got some ideas, but we need uh, we need more support. We need more subscribers, and we need you to tell people to, to sign up and uh, comment like crazy. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of or see more of. Um, but we really appreciate you being here. I have to ask if I can borrow your mom for the weekend to help me Whoa, move. What, what? To help me move. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's got strong arms. She's, well, she's, as they say, strong on plow. Yeah. <laughs> she will take care of things for you. <laughs> we come from the mother country. Mom! All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Hey, where can they get us on, uh, on the Android? Uh, we're on the Stitcher. We're on the Stitcher. Is that Android only? I don't know. I but we're on Stitcher. And we're on iTunes. We're on uh, VicSpaceman.com. And listen, if you're at a movie screening, if you're yeah. at a movie and, you, and, uh, and they're showing a lot of commercials, feel free to boo. No, actually, you should just Just clap. openly boo. Clap loudly. Just be obnoxious. Woo! Clap. I love that commercial. So clap and woo at the same time. Apparently that's that's Victor's solution. Really anger everybody. Thanks for listening, folks. You all rock. Thank you. 